You have just been invaded by... Hey there guys, this is DJ Slope from Slope's Game Room and you're listening to Slope's Cast, the retro gaming news show recorded live on Twitch with my co-host Grizzly Cryden. If you like the podcast and you want to be in a chance to be on a future episode, then please do consider becoming a Patreon or YouTube member. And if you have any particular news stories that you would like us to cover in a future episode, then please do let us know in the dedicated rooms over on Discord. Plus, if you are listening to the podcast on any of the many podcast services around the world, then please do give us a little review. It really does help us spread our wings and get into the earlobes of plenty of other podcast goers. Anyway, enough of the plugs. Let's get on with the show. Hey there guys, it's DJ Slope here from Slope's Game Room with my main man Grizzly Cryden and it's time for Slope's Cast once again. How are we all doing? Have I, oh, I thought my mic was still on mute. It's not. Technical difficulties right at the beginning of the podcast. You would expect nothing less of on course. the Slope's Cast. Absolutely, absolutely. But um, guys, we've got six topics to get through today. Um, and before we talk about the six topics, we're going to just quickly squeeze in one more we used to have the and the rest section and long time viewers uh, or listeners uh will remember that but this week we're going to start with a little mini topic which didn't quite make the six because i feel like it's important to talk about and it's because also there's no major sega topic of the week this week uh. yeah yeah so what we're going to do is we're going to talk about something that's probably worth talking about and then also yeah. make one up. You do, you guys out there decide which one of these is is the true Sega fact and the other one is a made-up fact. You guys decide. You guys decide. Firstly, it has been spotted recently that in uh, Sonic 2, in plain sight on the mushroom um, planet, no one spotted it. Big the cat. Oh, I can't believe it. It was, I know. It was hidden in plain sight. Apparently looking for Froggy. Yeah. You know, I'm really surprised that Sonic Retro didn't get onto that one because, honestly... It's right there, man. Breaking right there. news. You heard it here first yeah. <laughs> on Slope's Cast. Absolutely. And now for the uh, well, the not so uh, uh, positive, uh, not, not, not so realistic uh, uh, Sega news. Sonic Origins. Oh. They messed it up. It's ruined. It's not definitive. Oh. They false advertising that game. False advertising. You all That's heard it Sega. here. It's painful for me to say those words, Sonic Origins, because for a lot of people, this is where they get their news. And uh, yeah. unfortunately, if you haven't heard already, I'm going to break it to you. It doesn't include the original Sonic 3 and Knuckles soundtrack in its completed version. In its completed version. It's, now, it's been by it's being like rearranged by Jun uh, by June. And that could mean the original 1993 beta tracks as well mm -hmm. as parts yep. of the the boxer jackson mix uh songs but let's just face it it's not definitive now no nope. can't be no nope. so when and if if sega let me have a copy of that game i <laughs> want it for pc yes 100 no, no 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 real reason yeah um and also definitive version <laughs> and also you've got like the fact that Junsu knew it, I I could never pronounce that surname right I I apologize Junsu let's call him Junsu um 
let's just face it he's he's the one rearranging the music so you can expect like the cat keyboard to come out if anyone's played sonic 4 episode one and two you know exactly what i mean Mm -hmm. you know the soundtrack that sounded like it was being done on one of those like kiddie like animal keyboards Mm -hmm. meow 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 what i will say about this right so i'm not as upset anymore uh because i don't see this as the uh, even though it's put out there as the definitive version i feel like the definitive definitive version is the version i've got on my shelf i've got a beautiful a beautiful way of playing it i know i'm in the minority in this section and playing it on my mega sg um you know with sonic 3 on top of sonic and knuckles the original way with original hardware <laughs> or even uh, even that wireless uh, uh um uh control pad but i'm quite happy with them mixing up what they do with this sonic origins with that said you've got this new i think it's called anniversary mode and then obviously you've got the original mode with in widescreen and stuff like that i would have loved the original soundtrack in at least the original version of that game the, the remixed anniversary whatever you want to call it edition yeah go nuts go put some new funky melodies in there and whatever else but the original it needed that original soundtrack and the reason why we're so passionate about it is um it's because it's the greatest video game soundtrack of all time uh attached to the greatest video game of all time that's a joint opinion for both me and grizzly yes um and let's just face it it's like you, you can't replace that you just can't it's just too no. good means too much to me that game and i know how sad that sounds but you got you got to look at it from the perspective of someone who grew up playing that game using it as the like a form of escapism you know yeah. when they were at school and you know i'm a big lad always have been uh, it's it was one of those things that i just used as a comfort mechanism and that music is an intrinsic part of that experience you know yeah. mm-hmm it's just yeah. a shame. I know, I know I've got access to that game. I'm not going to pretend that I'm impoverished or anything like that. You know, I've got multiple copies of that game. I can play Sonic 3 AIR on PC because I've got the Steam version of Sonic 3 Knuckles. And by the way, that is genuinely one of the best ways to play the game. Um, but in this case, it's, it's just a real shame because they were so close to getting it perfect. Um, and those, for me, it's a, masters. It's, it's a realization thing, you know, like if they can't get it for this, we are never going to get that. Exactly. Yeah. It's kind of confirmed it at this stage, unless they come back and say, surprise, we've got the licensing and we've worked it all out. Um, yeah. yeah. We were sweat. We were sweating Jackson and Buxer by uh, trying to get them to reduce their licensing royalties. And they realized that they, 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 don't have that power over us anymore so they've decided to give us a discount that kind of thing if that mm-hmm. happened i and they said right but if you want it you have to pay a fiver i would do it 100 yep. percent would do yep. it because it's that important you know you know what this is for me right this is this is this is the comparison that i can come to for people out there that don't realize how important this is you know let's compare let's put sega and disney into the same category right the most iconic music the Sega's ever put out is obviously the original Sonic the Hedgehog music, and they own that. That's fine. You know, that's going to be on the Sonic Origin soundtrack, just like When You Wish Upon a Star with Disney or something to that effect. But this is like them losing the Lion King soundtrack. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not the most, it's not the most uh, iconic to the to the brand, but it's one of their most. It's, it's probably the best soundtrack they ever put out. <laughs> you know, yeah. like that, that they've they've lost that. They've lost that. Now imagine watching The Lion King with good music, but different music. It wouldn't be the same film because that's what's happened. Uh, Phil Collins' Tarzan soundtrack says Chev Matic. I 
adore that soundtrack. Did you know? Um, you know, oh, how does it go? Don't stop your crying, it'll be all right. That one. That was my first dance at my wedding. That was really. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! And um, one of my wife's um, best friends um, had come to the wedding. She lived with at university. We then went to her wedding about I don't know five to ten years later, and she had the same song. Even I was a little bit bridezilla butthurt about that. But yeah, all right. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Let your fate decide. I'm loving people all doing the Tarzan lyrics in the chat. In the chat, there you go. And for people listening in, like I say, come and join us live over on Twitch and YouTube. Um, Make sure you do that thing because you know yeah. we have a laugh here, and you miss out on the DVD extras just before and after the Slopes cast. Absolutely, absolutely. Right, let's get into these six topics. Grizzly, talk us through them. Let's do that thing. So today we're going to be talking about the Quake prototype for the GBA, which has been discovered on a random 256 gigabyte flashcard. Fancy that. Uh, we're also going to look at the Microsoft June Gaming Showcase, Agent 64, a spiritual successor to GoldenEye, Resident Evil Director's Cut coming to PlayStation Plus and the rest of the Capcom Showcase. Uh, in television, hey, we haven't had one of these for a while. The Amico <laughs> has upset more people. Um, and to be fair, it's for a good reason, because they have significantly cut staff members in a bid to afford all of the refunds they're giving out to customers. Oh, dear. And then lastly, we're going to talk about Turtles, which is actually coming out uh, on Friday. And it has the Wu-Tang in the soundtrack. And Casey Jones has been revealed. And my God, this game just looks great, doesn't it? <laughs> oh and some and some it yeah. does look great from what i've seen in the trailers it's got nothing to do with what i've played i have got yeah. opinions yeah. but at the very top of the um information sheet that's given out to, to youtubers and, and twitch streamers whatever it says even a tweet giving your opinion will be counted as breaking embargo it's like whoa you're gonna go with judas priest breaking the law <laughs> yeah. maybe not maybe not because I, I i do like the dot mu guys and we'll discuss that a little bit more in a minute although there is a little bit controversial as well when we get to that one because uh there's there, there's some stuff going on behind the scenes that i feel like people might need to hear about um they might mm. not realize it's going on right in front of their face and hey maybe it's just us plucking at straws we will see we'll get to that topic as and when we get to them because right now we're going to chat about quake we love chatting about demakes on the show uh, well, yeah, it's pretty much every week. The D make of the week, and uh, this one is Quake for the Game Boy Advance. Um, and here's the running thing. quite smoothly. And here's the thing this isn't a D make, this is genuinely uh, a game that was going to be released under the Quake branding uh, for the Game Boy Advance, but it came, it was coming out at a time uh, when the uh, the GBA is winding down, um, as these things do, mm -hmm. so it just never got past the concept and to be honest i can see why it's a bit ropey isn't it um if you're looking oh, yeah. at the screen um uh, if you're not looking at the screen guys uh what we're doing is watching a bit of the quake for gba gameplay here it's very very pixelated uh very early polygon style pixelation you know you know how it looks yeah um, i would worse... say it looks i would say you know it, it definitely i i would never want to play a game like this but um i do think it's impressive for what it is yeah for sure and the, the you know yeah, it's it, it looks like an almost impossible port, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Like running a fully 3D rendered like world and it's running at this speed is considerably impressive. Um and then there's also a few other things. So um I've just been uh, looking into the detail the background story behind this port. Um Randall Linden, 
veteran developer of both the Bleem emulator for Dreamcast, if anyone remembers that, oh, where you can yes. play PlayStation games on the Dreamcast. On the Dreamcast, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he also worked on the SNES version of Doom. So that's pretty cool. Uh, the game was later released as well as a game called Cyboid, and which is available to play on Android. So it's actually a legit game that came out. Um, but all great things. Um, I just love anything to do with uh, with Quake personally, especially classic Quake, because yeah, in be my fan. opinion, the, yeah, in my opinion, the first Quake is the best version of Quake you'll ever play. But you know. I've never given the series enough time, if I'm honest. Uh, I've, I've, I've dabbled, but that's as far as I've ever gone. You know what, actually, the Quake game I've played the most was Quake, I want to say, 3? Was it for the Xbox 360? Uh, it's, that, uh, it's either Quake 3 or 4, because they did... Uh, Quake 3 was multiplayer. Quake 4 was the one where you like actually had like a um, you know like soldier shooter type thing. It was a bit like a story mode, like you're going along and something bursts out the wall, and then you know, like it's a proper story driven. Yeah, game. that sounds like Quake Four. I think it might have been Quake Four. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was on PC actually. I played it, not 360, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember it was um, a little bit more popular on the 360. I remember I, I, I quite enjoyed it, but apparently that's the one no one likes. <laughs> oh well, there we go. Yeah. Hey, this is a cool thing, you know. Um, we we always like to bring these up whenever we ever find stuff like this, and it's happening. Literally, we talk about this weekly. Something like this yeah. happening. It's so, awesome. I just love the fact that there's just still loads of history out there waiting to be discovered um, about like games from childhood. It's yeah. such a great thing to be a retro gaming fan. Oh, isn't it? <laughs> right just? now. Isn't it? It's so weird. For anyone out there that's not into retro gaming, they must think to themselves, like, what new information is there within the world of retro gaming? It's, well, it's still out there. Still it out is. there. Isn't it just? And it, it worries me about all the stuff that we don't hear about. We'll never know. Sure. Think of how much has been lost to the years. That lost media, guys. And Sitting that... on a flash drive somewhere. Probably going to get put in the bin one day. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, this one's been discovered, and whoop-de-woo. Thank you very much. Um, next up. Oh, here we go. Slightly bigger topic. Um, anyone yeah. watch that Xbox showcase last week? I, I caught the second half of it, then I went back and watched the rest. There was a lot... But nothing that was exciting, like majorly exciting for me. There was a lot yeah. they showed off. Uh, and there was some good stuff in there. But there was none of that, you know, and one more thing, you know, the real exciting boom. I suppose it was, uh, was it Starfield was the, 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 the main highlight for most people? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not all that. I would say Starfield was the one that people were, like, you know, t- tuning in for, even if it's a game for, uh, for 2023. Um, it was supposed to come out this year, uh, but it slipped back into the next year. Um, and you know what? It looks like a Bethesda game um, to me. You yeah. know what? It, it kind of looks like No Man's Sky. And I don't mean to sound the flippant when I say that. <laughs> but when they sh- when they showed um, open world, like, you know, exploration, it really did remind me of No Man's Sky because you were scanning the environment, you were seeing all of these creatures wandering around, not really interacting with you or attacking you or anything like that. And it's supposedly got a thousand planets that you can explore. Well, you know, the, the thing is about No Man's Sky is you've got a qu- over several quintillion and none of them are interesting to visit. <laughs> so <laughs> it makes me wonder if they're going for the algorithmic apro- approach or if they're actually going to design part of this game. You know, it's that kind of thing that um, makes me wonder about um, about this one. Uh, but yeah, it, you know, it looks pretty enough. It looks like yeah, it, it plays does. well enough. 
Um, it does. It looks kind of like I wish I was playing Alien instead. Yeah, yeah, it does, doesn't it? Um, very much that art style. Uh, and, and don't get me wrong. I mean, there's nothing really wrong with it, but there's nothing like, oh, at least for me. But I mean, um, I, for for me to pick up a game like this, yeah, I, I I don't play them all, so I need to just pick up the one that interests me. And 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 this doesn't. I'm going to blaspheme a little bit, uh, if you don't mind, because. You know how people give Ubisoft all all of this crap about things like, oh, the every open world is the same. You're always climbing a tower to unlock pieces of the map. You're always looking at a sea of icons and what have you. Well, Bethesda games have that too, and it's it's just in a different format. So you always have the sea of icons. You always have that that big wide map to wander through. You always have that kind of aimless meandering um big you know there's always that moment where you don't really know what you want to do and chances are you know there's not much an awful lot to discover along your path and they all play the same they all feel more or less the same the only difference is is whether you're holding a sword or whether you're holding a gun um whereas this actually shows a bit of promise because it's got some star combat but you know far cry adds a thing every now and then every other release so i don't know I just feel like Bethesda releases are like Ubisoft releases in the sense that you can tell it's a you can tell it's a game from this publisher and it ultimately feels the same and all you hope is that they've done enough in between to make it stand out. Um, I'm just not seeing anything like that right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What were the uh, big showcases for you? The big the big exciting games from the showcase for you? Oh, it's a tricky one. Um, there was a couple of things I liked. Um, so I saw that game Ravenlock, uh, which looked interesting. And that mm-hmm. had like a little bit of an Alice in Wonderland vibe where it had like these uh, kind of, uh, these voxel cubed uh, enemies and it had a very fantastical style. Um, there's a part where the girl literally gets sucked through a mirror as well. So that's Alice in Wonderland to a T. Yeah, yeah. Um, it just looks really charming. Like really well uh, kind of design. I love yeah. stuff like this because it shows that innovation isn't dead. Um, there's other other things as well. I like the look of. I mean, uh, we got to see a little bit more of Scorn, but in all honesty, yeah. it, could have, it could we could have seen the same of what we've already seen with Scorn because we've been waiting for that for so long. That so, was announced so five years ago or something, wasn't it? Something to that effect. Uh, yeah, yeah, an extremely long time ago. Um, we've been waiting for that game for the longest time. For people that don't remember, Scorn is the uh, the hardcore alien um, HR Geiger-styled game, uh, styled-looking game even. It looks pretty. Yeah. I, I say pretty, you know. <laughs> it actually doesn't. It looks disgusting, but that's its charm. Um, incredibly unique in that, that, that style. Uh, well up for having a look at this seeing how it goes this is one you know when i eventually get my new graphics card for my pc this is what i want to play on it you know yeah it, it, I, lo- I, I love giga uh design it's yeah, clear, yeah. clearly designed around giga I, oh, i'm not even no. sure if half of the stuff is even like you should be able to like view it on youtube because it's very uh <laughs> phallic and vaginal um but yeah it's great great looking stuff i just hope it doesn't turn out to be another agony if anyone remembers when that game was being uh shopped around that game looked amazing you know you're, mm-hmm. you're actually going through the layers of hell and it you know the the visuals looked looked absolutely stunning you play the game and it was terrible like literal agony to play yeah. um so you know i hope it isn't that um but yeah i like the look of scorn for sure 
Uh, we saw High on Life, which is the uh, a new first-person shooter from the creators of Rick and Morty and Solar Opposites, which is so obviously a Rick oh, and Morty Oh, I think Morty I missed game. this one. Yeah, that uh, looks good. It's, um, yeah, it's just a first-person shooter with over-the-top, weird, cybery sort of colour scheme, very neon, like the guns all talk to you and act weird, and uh, everything's about squanch. And, you know, if you're a fan of Rick and Morty, you'll probably like this. Uh, this looks like their first proper big budget game. They had that little <laughs> VR game back in the day, um, but this looks really weird. It's almost got a bit of that that um, is it Strangers Wrath Odd World Odd World vibe to it. Yeah, for bit, sure. A lot more, a lot more colourful. Um, it looks like they got a budget for this one. I'm really proud of the boys. Yeah, yeah it's good. Uh, it's definitely the humour that's driving it as well. Like um, the knife talks to you, like stabby, stabby, stabby. It's like it's just so typical <laughs> them. Um, yeah, so that's that, that, that quite fun. Yeah, that's quite fun. Um, even though I'm, you know, not the biggest uh, Forza fan by any stretch of the imagination, my god, those games look so good. The Hot Wheels oh, stuff looks brilliant, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I've done that. Uh, yeah, like everything's all caught in game. It's unreal. And I mean, we've been saying this since the PlayStation One. I remember seeing Gran Turismo on the PlayStation One, thinking, "Wow, are they going to get better than this? A game's ever going to look so- better than this?" It looks so real. Yeah. And then yeah. it's like the one where you call your parents that aren't interested in gaming just to show them how good these cars look. And yeah, guys are getting better and better, like down to the in, uh, individual scratches that you see on the side. Uh, and they'll, that will be affected by the amount of mud that will be on the car and stuff like it. it's so insanely it, it, it's, it's bonkers. And then obviously, like you said as well, you've got the hot wheels, um, uh, add-on as well that's coming to forza which is essentially just forza now on orange track going upside down in the air and it's, it's yeah. completely crazy but hey if you like forza god the xbox is the console for you and so it's, they, they love pumping out forza stuff yeah for sure i did like the look of uh diablo 4 um oh. i mean diablo is a good series mm-hmm. um i know people complain about immortal but you know, it's, it's a solid, it's a solid franchise, and I'm curious to see whether Diablo is still coming to PlayStation because that is a, uh, you know, it's technically owned by Microsoft now. So yeah, isn't it just, isn't it just? yeah, it, it looks very pretty, look very pretty. I've never properly played a Diablo game. Maybe this is the one for me. You know, what's interesting about this year because um, this is technically E3. I, I guess we could call it not E3. Um, yeah. It's uh, there's no From Software games this year, and. Uh, Typically, they would they would show up in the Xbox showcase. When you think Elden Ring was shown about five years ago um, for the first time on the Xbox showcase, and then it just kind of get got like gradually built on, built on, built on. Um, mm-hmm. And even even if they didn't have anything to like show in any like state of completion, they'd at least announce something. Yeah. They didn't do it. They didn't do it. Maybe they are genuinely taking a break after Elden Ring, which is by far the game of 2022 for me. So, um, I didn't realize that Obsidian had already um, been pushing out grounded through beta testing and whatever else, but hey, apparently they have. And apparently, hey, now it's about time to be released. For people that don't remember, uh, grounded is essentially Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, the game. Um, yeah, it looks good. I assume people have been enjoying it and you know it was it was still worthy enough to be in the Xbox showcase so I'm guessing it was good enough to come back and and now announce that it's a full game so hey yeah, I'm interested to see how this goes um looks quite fun yeah I like, I like I like the premise of it I just wish it wasn't a multiplayer um it's, it's heavy multiplayer isn't it for sure yeah it'd be a brilliant single player experience like story driven experience 
It'd be that'd really, really good. You know, I'd be up for a Telltale's Honey, I Shrunk the Kids series. That'd be good fun. <laughs> Shame there's no Telltale anymore. Yeah, but you know, that's kind of game. Um, the other one that really excited me uh, was the Cocoon game, but it's just confusing, in all honesty. It, that's the game from the people that made Limbo and um, uh, Inside. And yeah. then you also had this, uh, which is uh, The Last Case of Benedict Fox. Uh, which is the closest thing to a typical DJ Slope game, <laughs> in all honesty. Um, a sort of 2D um, cinematic platformery type game, uh, hide in the shadows, go and work out the mystery, that sort of game. Looks very pretty. Um, yeah, I, 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 I will 100% try this one. I like this. I don't know. It sounds like the latest EP from Elbow for me. Uh, so I, even that's with a title like that, but it looks it looks neat. I just don't think this one's for me. Um, no. um, Flintlock, Flintlock looked okay. It looked interesting. It it definitely looked like a solid six out of ten, if you get what I mean. Where it's just like <laughs> it's des- destined for the middle shelf. Uh, clearly, a game that's made for Game Pass. But you know what? Uh, it looks like it could be a bit of fun. Um, so yeah, that's that's another one, and you get like a you get like a little uh, dog thing, uh, which is kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, and I've already seen people in the chat talk about this as well. One of the most exciting um, things for a lot of people out there, the RPG fans, is that Persona Three, Four, and Five are all coming to Game Pass. Um, extremely expensive RPGs to get your hands on these days, um, and hey, you can get them now. Well, not now, but they're coming. Um, I, I never really got the series personally. No, it wasn't ever for me. Uh, I actually played like some spin-off dance game, and um, Sega invited me to EGX one year, uh, the year that we met. Up. I, yeah, I played the fighting game. That was pretty good. Yeah, uh, it's, it's just like I've never given it a chance, so I'm not going to sit here and tell you it's bad. Yeah, uh, it's obviously not. It's incredibly loved by all. My sister's a big fan. Um, I've just never played it, and I'm. Hate to be that guy. I'm probably never going to play it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I played Persona Four um, on the Vita, and my my experience with the game was literally about two to three hours of pressing the X button trying to get past dialogue, um, as it was trying to explain. Tell you now, guys, I am not going to play this game. I hear that, and I'm just like, yeah, that, that out here. I I wish I knew that before I played it because I've, I could have saved myself forty quid. You know, it's just mm. I don't know if that's your bag go for it um it's not mine and it, and it is mine. a lot of people's bags just not our bags get that bag yeah. out of here um <laughs> no more bags um i don't think there was much else there was a bit there was a uh, season seven of sea of thieves i know there's a hardcore fan base for that uh and that's good that that's 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 a nice yeah it's nice to see rare with, yeah, yeah it's nice to see rareware with a win for a change yeah i um, agree there was the Eraban uh, Shadow Legacy, which was interesting. Where you, uh, it was like a stealth game, which I'll never play. Um, and uh, you kind of hid within the shadows. You actually did like the Splatoon squid type thing. Yeah. And uh, that 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 looked a bit fun. Uh, not sure what to think about Wolong uh, Fallen Dynasty, which is the new Team yeah. Ninja game. That looks a bit weird. We have got a Minecraft Legends for people that like Minecraft. My son saw that and lost his mind. Uh, nah. Arc Two. There's a lot of Arc fans out there. Mm. I feel like it's Microsoft have, are fulfilling what I thought um, this whole Game Pass thing was going to achieve. It's turned itself into Netflix, where the content content level is key, um, 
and the quality level doesn't seem to be matching that. It's it's, yeah, it's all about no, it's it's all about filling out that monthly release schedule. It's got nothing to do with like you know the the quality of the releases. There doesn't seem to be that much in the way of marquee titles, um, mm-hmm. which has been true for Microsoft for some time. I think some of the stuff that I did like the look of wasn't really mentioned in this showcase, though. So there are a couple of games I'm looking forward to. Um, I think let's see. I'm just gonna see. I've if got I've Plague Tale up here as well. This is a sequel to Plague Tale. This is Plague Tale Requiem. Um, uh, looks amazing, but I still need to play the original Plague Tale. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, I mean, it looks awesome. I will play this in about three or four years' time after I've eventually got around to playing the original because um, it looks right up my street. Over the shoulder sort of adventure game. Um, action adventure game uh, i suppose similar to an uncharted based you know back in the 1800s i suppose uh with the uh, uh the, the the rat plague uh and you have mm. to be fired down and they're getting away from you I, i've got the soundtrack on vinyl it's really nice it's quite a peaceful soundtrack uh and this one is the sequel uh and it looks really really good i think it looks yeah. awesome i'm just not gonna play it for a good couple of years yeah <laughs> So uh, the titles I was looking forward to for those interested, uh, the likes of Atomic Heart, although I don't know where that's kind of sat right now, because if I recall correctly, that was being made by a Russian development team. Okay. Um, and then you've got Slime Rancher 2. Uh, I know my wife is going to go nuts over that one. Um, she loves Slime Rancher. Uh, Somerville, which is one of the ones from the inside, guys. Yep, yep. And... Yeah, you've got Somerville and, Somerville and Cocoon. I sometimes get confused in the fact that, you know, there are actually two different games there. Uh, yeah. Because the inside, I think it's two people, isn't it? And now they've gone off and made two different games. That's uh, right, yeah. Somerville and Cocoon. Um, yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, I just love the fact that, you know, Atomic Heart's coming to Game Pass. That's that's qualified part of the purchase for me. I only need to pay three or four uh, games on Game Pass to really get my money's worth, I think. And Starfield mm-hmm. is definitely going to be one of those games that I'll play. Um, interestingly, though, I'm looking at the list of games that are coming uh, to Xbox and PC over the next 12 months. And they've made it very clear which games are coming to Game Pass. And Diablo 4 is not one of them. Is that because it's the next year game? I think, no, because they've got games in the next year list um, which are showing, you know, things like Stalker 2, Wolong, League of Legends and all of that. But Diablo 4 is not showing up as Game Pass thing, despite the fact that Microsoft, by that point, will own Activision Blizzard. Mm -hmm. I find that intriguing. You know, that's the first time we've had like an Xbox. I know it's probably not exclusive, but um, it's a big Xbox PC release and it's not a Game Pass thing. So is there conditions to this whole Game Pass thing? Because I always thought that all Microsoft, you know, first party releases will be free as part of the service. But no, it doesn't appear to be the case. Interesting. Interesting. I suppose it is. Yeah. (laughs) We'll see how how Mm. that plays out for sure. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, Right. Uh, I suppose overall review of this. Uh, I pretty much said mine. It's it's very clearly this is the Netflix for games. I don't really see anything of major uh, major value here. No. Um, but def- definitely a couple of things I'll play because I own an Xbox because I've got Game Pass. You know, I'll just play it when I've got downtime. You know, not because I want to play it or I've gone mm-hmm. out and bought it. I think Sony yeah. win this one. I think they definitely do. They definitely do. I think there was. It wasn't bad. You know, it wasn't like. What was it? Capcom last year? Oh, it's not awful. 
not awful. It's like a seven out of ten. It was just I wasn't yeah. bored. You know that they pump. They that they they've got that typical world exclusive Xbox world premiere. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, console launch exclusive. Just give me the console exclusives. That's what I want to hear. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean it was it was entertaining enough. They they pumped so much in there in that short space of time. Uh, even things like Overwatch Two, which I don't really have really much uh, of any kind of interest in still looks really nice to watch <laughs> and i like to hear about those sort of things coming out you know because i know there's people out there that like it it's just not for me um i think there's just a lot there that wasn't for me and there's nothing really there that was that exciting just a lot of oh that'll be all right a lot of xbox style games oh yes for sure oh yes and also on another titanfall what's happened to titanfall well i hope they're working on something because they've just spent a lot of money on studios and i'm not seeing much being shown for it oh we've been saying it for years yeah, I think the, ba- the the one thing I will note, though, and it has been mentioned by Phil Spencer and the, and the press, is that have you noticed that pretty much everything shown at this June showcase has been gameplay footage, not CGI trailers? For the most part, yeah. That's something that Microsoft isn't really all that well known for. Uh, it sounds to me like they're making more of a push to showing stuff that's coming soon as opposed to you know, long in the future, which Sony is definitely very good at doing. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, you know, you know what know. I miss? And I never thought I'd say this because there was a time when people moaned about this. I miss stats. You remember when they come out and it'd be a bit more presentation in, they'd say this yeah. year, this has happened this year, this has happened. I don't want it like the way PlayStation used to do it, where you'd sit there and listen to them for like 30 minutes, talk about stats and how this has done this and this has done. Oh, okay. Now it's time to shut up, but just a little something, something that would have been quite fun. Um, that would I suppose you, you are technically getting it because there's been a couple of games that have come up and they're like going, oh yeah, oh what's this game? I've never heard of this. This looks brand new. Loved by 10 million players. And I'm like going, is really? <laughs> 10 million players are playing this Naraka, the Blade? Or, you know, uh, what was the other one? The gr- Grounded? 10 million people have pl- are playing this right now? You know, I, oh, I don't believe it. I, I am both shocked and and uh, very suspicious whenever I see that come up with a game that I've never heard of. But you know, yeah. I am I am like getting older now, and this is just a thing that happens to older older people, I suppose. You just we're, we're getting nostalgic for things that people moaned about back in the day. Uh, I'm looking in the chat here. Iquel says I've been a bit disappointed by this year's not E3, and Michael, hands down, mate, you you've nailed it. I miss the cringe. It's not just about the trailers. It's about the ridiculous things that the companies used to put on. I used to like it when, for no reason, Tony Hawks has walked out, you know, and and presented something. Oh, look, and here's the creators of South Park. And it's just like, it was so weird. And then things would go wrong. Um, I remember when they showed off the Wii balance board and they're standing on there and you're supposed to see your point of balance. And it was just going... all over the screen where it was not working little things it was really cool to see when things went wrong it was more realistic and it, it's it, unfortunately bygone era it's gone we're not seeing miss, that no more i miss aisha tyler doing the ubisoft presentations i loved that i loved her doing those things she was brilliant who, who was she the um the, the the black lady who was in friends uh yeah and um and archer right okay okay I yeah i watched that uh, yeah. sort of TV I watch one from Friends. Archer, what's she, that? Like, yeah. she did the latest series of uh, Whose Line Is It Anyway as well. Um, oh, okay. And, and she came out with the hashtag Girlwood. But yeah, she was so cringeworthy, but she did it with style, man. I, yeah, I, I, I miss, cool. I miss that. And then you have Mr. Caffeine, who can forget. 
Mr. Caffeine. Mm. Then you've the, the drummer guy from the Nintendo Showcase. Oh, man. Yeah. So many moments. Those are the things you remember more. You remember those far more than the games. Can the audience get excited about things? Oh, man. Do you remember like the, the moment at E3, I think, sold E3 for everyone was when Shigeru Miyamoto, after announcing Twilight Princess, comes out on stage waving a sword and shield, and everyone is like losing their minds because they've yeah. just seen the game that they've been waiting a whole generation for. Um, just being announced, and Shigeru Miyamoto like going, "Ah ha ha, got you again!" Um, oh, man, that was yeah. When when they when they done Shenmue and they showed off Shenmue three, I know like the the the, the, the end the end result the end product wasn't the greatest thing, but when they announced Shenmue three, and then the camera panned to the people in the crowd, and there's just guys standing there like, just oh my god, you're seeing real live reactions. It's 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 gone. It's sadly yeah. not. It's a real shame. These video game companies are making more money now than they've ever made. I oh, think, yeah. I think it would actually, even if they didn't do it at E3 and blah, 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 you know, like it, it, the way that the last, even though that last, the original Xbox One presentation was awful. But, you know, you could have your own, your, your own set location. Come on. I think the Diablo Immortal uh, thing killed off like live announcements because that's around the time that they stopped, hap- they started to stop happening. Um, yeah, in live and, bad feedback <laughs> at yeah. your presentation that you're putting out <laughs> that was brilliant come on guys do you not have phones that's literally after they announced it it's like oh my god you'll never have a moment as good as that ever again ever what about the time the uncharted 4 demo froze on screen mate you know what there's a video a, here yeah. there's a video here we could talk about the blub the blubbers and and then the uh the, the, the bad things that happened at e3 Oh yeah! Oh yeah! All this in! All in! Yeah, come on, guys. We need to get this done. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll maybe we'll top ten e three cringe. I think yeah, this video is going to write itself a hundred percent. I'm going to get these reviews out of the way, and maybe that's what I'm going to work on next. We'll see. We'll see. Anyway, yeah, um, very bog standard. If you ask me, it was okay. There was nothing overly exciting. There was nothing like, whoa, no way. Yeah. And if anybody um, thinks that we're being too harsh on Xbox, just remember we hate them all. <laughs> yeah we're all losers <laughs> yeah <laughs> so uh yeah there you go that's uh an opinion it's a bit of a mere opinion but it was a bit of a mere performance there was yeah like i said it was really good stuff but like come on come on all right it's, uh, you know I, I i'm not gonna get the psvr2 but it's exciting to see what's going on with that you know what i mean mm. and when and when nintendo they haven't done it for a while they would come out and you can imagine that like, an E3, if E3 like as a live showcase was still a thing, and then Nintendo just randomly in the middle of there, here's a new Zelda, here's a new this, here's a new that, or whatever. Uh, and by the way, this is called Labo. I remember when I saw Labo, I was like, what is this? What is this? I mean, it was a bit rubbish. Like, I didn't really care for it. But just the experience of seeing that, that was like jaw-dropping. Yeah, and it's at that point you can you can read the Twitter accounts of your friends and see which ones are the diehard um, Nintendo fans because they're going, oh, Nintendo, they're genius, they're absolute genius. You know, they've turned a pizza Telling box into off. a gaming peripheral. Everyone does that. It's like, no, no, come on, man. It's just, it is literally a pizza box. With Not that many people Nintendo. can see, but for the people watching, up on my top shelf right there, I've got a big old line of all books and retro gamer magazines, and behind it is some Labo stuff. That's been there for the longest time. It's got the thickest layer of dust on you've ever seen. Oh, that's that's a great one, Mike. When they uh when PlayStation did the whole here's how to share games on your PlayStation. Yes. Hey, can I borrow that game? Here you go. 
thanks. That was PlayStation. Brilliant. Yeah. And then you've got the um a, a classic PlayStation one was when um the Sega Saturn was being announced and Sega jumped the gun. They sent around and said, actually, no, we're going to release it a year early. And here's the price. It's three nine nine. Um, and they did all of this big song and dance saying, yeah, we're Sega. We can do what we want um, before they absolutely killed their distribution channels by doing so. Um, and then Sony just comes up on stage and starts their thing with 299. <laughs> That's the classic moment right there. That is by far my favourite E3 moment. It's and one just... of the final live E3s they did, didn't they have it where they like, Sony, they like show off a game, like I think it was like Last of Us Part 2, and then they made everyone stand up and go into another room and showed another game, and then made everyone stand up and go to another room. It was like, what are you doing? This is stupid. Yeah. This is stupid. Like, whose idea was that? <laughs> anyway, we are proper going off on one here. Xbox at not E3, it was all right, is what we're trying to say. Yeah, it was Xbox at a June gaming showcase. Uh, they should have brought their best. I think probably they did. Um, and there's, they don't really have much to show from all of those studios that they've just bought. Um, yeah, it's kind of worrying, but hopefully we'll see some next year. I also maybe. feel like the big, big, big announcements aren't all consolidated into an one particular e3 time anymore they do spread them out over the year a little bit more these times which is i suppose technically a good thing but for nostalgic memberberry reasons it's not yeah and i think we're going to start seeing them move to that netflix model a bit more um mm -hmm. and that comes that comes down to things like advertising shows which can just happen at any time um i get the impression that there's more to see that they just haven't shown us because it's just a cg trailer at this point and they've refused to show that. Who knows? Could be. Who knows? Who knows? So, moving on to the next topic. We went through them all there. I think, uh, And I think this one's definitely for you, Grizzly. Talk us through this. Yes. Nintendo so... 64 topic of the week. <laughs> yeah, so um, not quite. So it's kind of a bit like Goldeneye, but it's clearly like one of those loving homages to that kind of shooter from the N64 mm -hmm. period. Uh, what we're looking at right now is Agent 64, which clearly has the, the low polygonal look, has the same kind of weaponry, sound effects, animation, the whole kit caboodle. It's there. Um, it looks a bit too slick to be GoldenEye because really, if you want to make it like GoldenEye, you need to put like a massive smear across the screen, make it run at less than... 15 frames per second when explosions are happening language but not enough poo smear that's just the reality of the situation isn't it um but yeah this looks really cool uh there's a free demo to play on steam uh, i recommend people give that a go because it just genuinely looks fun and to be honest like the whole um mission structure of goldeneye perfect dark and time splitters you know there hasn't been many games that have done that and mm. it's just nice to see it come back because that's always been my favorite part of playing GoldenEye and Perfect Dark is just the way the missions work. You're not just running through levels, shooting at people or, you know, collecting key cards. You're actually completing missions as you go. And that's just neat. I, I, I love stuff like that. So, yeah. yeah, power to these guys. I love I love to see it. I'm in two minds, right? On the On the positive side, I love the fact that, you know, small teams can technically make better looking versions of old games um uh, you know because they haven't got the budget to make 
I don't know, whatever the latest massive first-person shooter is from Bethesda. You know, they haven't got that sort of budget. But at the other side, and the other thing is, I, I don't think this looks that interesting. And, and I don't just mean that because I wasn't the biggest fan of GoldenEye originally in the first place, but more because I, I like time splitters. And I just felt like, the, you know, it's progressing. You go from GoldenEye, you know, uh, Perfect Dark, time splitters, and now back to the, the GoldenEye style again. I thought, like, come on, keep progressing it. But, you know, keep the same uh, um, the movement style of the way the game controls and the way the game feels. But I don't know why it needs to look like a um almost on purpose not good looking game um yeah i mean you know you know you know what i mean i mean obviously it does look nice you know they definitely put effort in here but yeah i, I, feel I like mean advance a bit more. could could the same not be said for you know eight bit platformers though oh i do agree i do agree i mean i love me i just go for you know shoot myself in the foot here but you know sonic mania incredible uh but it's only really slightly better looking than a uh, than the original Sonic trilogy. That what that the way they 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 promoted that was it was Sonic for the Sega Saturn. Um, and as much as when you first see that and you see the extra frames of animation of Sonic running around the loop, you're like, whoa, that looks sexy. But then in, at the same time, I think to myself, why limit yourself? In my mind, I always imagine them going further with it. And 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 they they tried to make Sonic almost look a bit like a cartoon in the first place, but they had limited hardware. It was pixelated. Let's continue on. Um, so, um, I mean, I, I would have preferred it if they went down that route rather than pixelation. But hey, you know, yeah. Like I said, I'm in two minds of it. If this is what the studio needs to do to uh, uh, to get uh, uh, eyes on their products, and and also, you know, they're not a massive studio, so they can't make a Bethesda style looking yeah. game. Then that's what they need to do. And you know, I've got no, nothing but praise for these guys. I just, you know, for me as a gamer, I'm I'm probably not going to pick it up because I, I want to see the progression of a series like this. Uh, yeah. I'd like to see what would come after time splitters of the same style of game i think what mike's saying is perfectly uh perfectly reasonable here i wouldn't play this without the retro aesthetic but mm. that's 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 what intrigue intrigues and we wouldn't you, be talking about it if it didn't probably yeah, for sure i mean if it had slightly better graphics it would just look like a really poor modern shooter that's how that's the problem with 3d gaming you know, the only yeah, thing that yeah. makes this game retro or, you know, that retro style is the fact that it's low polygon and it's probably got that control scheme, you know, that single stick first person shooter control scheme. So yeah. that's that's yeah. it, really. But hey, as stated, more power to these people. If you are a fan of Gold Nine, I think there's some people out there that like that game. Um, there is links down in the description. You 100 percent should go check this out if you are a fan, because it looks like the GoldenEye game <laughs> never came to be. Uh, oh, we lost the GoldenEye license. Let's call it Agent 64, and here you go. It looks like that. It looks like GoldenEye 64 2, um, or 3, I suppose. So, uh, yeah, go and check it out if um, that sort of game interests you. Yeah. Yes. Go do that thing. That's a thing you should do. Definitely. Thing should be done. That is the thing should be done. Um, Resident Evil fans? There's actually been quite a lot of Resident Evil news actually over the last week when you think about it. Huge amounts. Yeah, you'd almost think like it was an anniversary or something. But no, um, it's just that they've got all of these assets. They've done all of these remasters and now they're just saying, right, OK, uh, let's just make them available on everything like they always do. I mean, right. Before we go into this, like this general topics, this is about the Capcom showcase. Mm. And, you know, just games being uh, relaunched. Let's talk about Skyrim. And, you know, people complain about Skyrim. They complain about, um, you know, other games like being re-released. GTA 5 is the other one. 
being re-released constantly over all platforms. Have they not seen Resident Evil? You know, came ever since the PS1, it has released on every console since. Yeah, right? even Game Boy. Um, was it Game Boy Color? I think there was. Game Boy or Color was, was Resident Evil Gaiden, um, but it came out on DS. It came out on Gamecom. That's it, Resident Evil 2 on Gamecom. You know, you're going to talk about a game with a legacy that just keeps reappearing. Nobody ever mentions Capcom. You know, the guys who came out with Street Fighter 2, Resident Evil, Resident Evil 4. Christ, how many times have those games been re-released and remastered? But yeah, I there was know. a Game Boy Color, but it was cancelled. Uh, uh, that's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. There's, been a, there's been a lot of bootleg ports of that one. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, Resident Evil. Uh, there's been huge amounts of news recently. Um, as a result of the Capcom showcase. Yeah, we, um, we talked about some of it last week as well. The PlayStation money got that VR uh, version of Village coming out, more footage of Resident Evil 4, which we saw again with the Capcom um, presentation as well, uh, which looks beautiful. But yeah, your, your views, I'm sure, are still the same. Like, why? I really hope they don't mess it up, is my main view on that one, because I love that game so much. Um, it's in the top five underneath Sonic 3 and Knuckles in the second spot. Ooh. um it is that high um then we uh i think what's really cool uh that they announced yesterday or for resident evil 8 is that they're actually giving it a third person mode so it plays yeah. like resident evil 4 so that's I think amazing I'll actually, i think i'll play through that game again yeah they've even changed some of the cutscenes, and you see like how the the, the the you know like the vampire goes in for the bite and all that sort of stuff i'll be really interested to see how they do that and i'll be i'll be also interested to see how they can do that with certain scenes like spoiler alert uh resident evil 8 i remember there was a particular section when you're running through a sort of dungeon area yeah and right near the end again spoiler alert please don't listen for the next minute as you put your hand out the uh all of you she comes along with her claws her freddy krueger claws and cuts your hand off and it's like a big shock moment because you can't see that she's literally next to you to do that so how are they going to put that in third person? I'm going to play through that game again in third, uh, third person for sure. Uh, it's all part of the DLC. Um, and they, 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 they finally announced the proper DLC. It's taken a while to get that out. I think the big thing for me was the... Um was the uh the, there are shocking moments in resident evil 4 i mean the first time uh Sal dr salvador the guy with the chainsaw catches you you are not prepared for that animation ever it's just so shocking i'm not going to spoil it either i know there's people out yeah, there I, haven't I, played I, it i, I generally haven't played it yeah you really should it's one of the best games ever made should for sure if you like resident evil village then you'll love resident evil 4 like mm. genuinely yeah, uh, you have first person mode for resident evil 4 uh i really hope not but i mean you're okay if they have one of each oh yeah if they do both but i don't want it to be all first person mm. because that would really betray the, the the sense of fun and that's what resident evil 4 is it's it yeah it's survival horror it's resident evil but it is fun man that's just such a good game to play through especially the fact that you can suplex you know the the Ganados, you can, you know, roundhouse kick them off buildings. It's so, so good. Love yeah. it. Um, right. But yeah, regarding this Resident Evil news, um, <laughs> Resident Evil Director's Cut upgraded version coming to PS Plus. Yes. So that's pretty cool um, because I think this is the first time we've seen this version of Resident Evil come back for a good while. Um, yeah. Every, every port uh, recently from the PS4 
maybe the PS3 onwards. I know the PS3 had the PS1 classic version on there, but you didn't get this on like Xbox or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the first time we've seen like the original format of Resident Evil since yeah for a full full for a full generation. So that's pretty neat. Um, and yeah. also. It's the warts and all version of Resident Evil as well. So if anyone remembers playing Director's Cut, um, this game is famous for its awful, awful music in places. Yeah, yeah. Um, So I'm really glad that they've picked this version because people get to experience that all over again. Um, (laughs) It also gives me hope that we're going to see a lot more of the original versions of Resident Evil um, being added to this ps plus service because really that's like a fundamental part of the playstation lineup even if it is on everything else um you want the resident evil franchise on there as much as you'd want crash bandicoot or tomb raider you know that console made um that part of capcom famous so it needs to be it needs to be represented mm-hmm. yeah cool Resident Evil 4, Resident Evil 5, Resident Evil 6, Resident Evil Code Veronica X, and two Resident Evil Revelation titles are all coming to the premium version of PS Plus along with uh, Resident Evil Director's Cut. Are we we getting two and three as well? We might as well just chuck them all in there, aren't we? (laughs) I'd be very surprised if they didn't, unless there was some sort of licensing issue, which stops the soundtrack from being in there or a likeness, but I don't think so, because they've been advertising those for years. Yeah, um, yeah, in some forms or using the likenesses, so I don't think that's the case. Still, um, very cool stuff. Uh, yeah. They should add four non-blondes, says Michael Towns. So uh, <laughs> Grizzly can sing along. Yes, but they didn't, <laughs> I so I don't need movie. to. I haven't seen that. Movie. I have, and it's every bit as good as that trailer. There is that um, the new show coming to Netflix. Um, there was there a new is. trailer for that recently. That looks uh, alright. Yeah, I think that looks exciting. I'm going to watch that. I remember enjoying the first Resident Evil movie. I saw that at the cinema. I just very much didn't enjoy the films after them. Bit by bit, they got worse and worse and just more confusingly weird. And I was like, you know, I don't care about this. Uh, yeah. And then they turned essentially into Monster Hunter, didn't they, the movie? Because uh, they weren't allowed to make any more some rubbish out of that. Uh, now, the moment you have all been waiting for, ladies and gentlemen. Ever heard of the uh, Amigo? Nah, never heard of it. Oh, I'm sure it's going to do idea. great, though. Yeah, I mean, I'm a cut wait for it to come out. Yeah, yeah, I'm really excited something for you. I still have my pre-order for it. I just sometimes like to throw money away. Sometimes <laughs> I like to put it on that fire. You could say you you're throw invested. this away for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely. Oh no! And no, I'm, not calling, I'm not calling my child Amico, Mike. Stop it! <laughs> oh shit! Here we go again, says Michael. So, here we go. Intellivision's Amico just can't catch a break. Originally announced back in 2018, developed on the system, uh, development on the system has been troubled at best, with leadership changes and extensive delays leading many to question whether the system will ever be released. Although the company showed an unboxing of a working Amico system back in March, it seems Intellivision has hit yet another roadblock, and this one seems pretty severe. According to reports written by VGC, Intellivision CEO Phil Adam has sent an email out to customers who have pre-ordered the system with a rather damning update on the console's development. Here is what they had to say. We have dramatically uh, reined in operation costs which unfortunately required a significant reduction in staff. Our resources are focused on the engineering and testing to ensure we have a quality system as we cannot succeed by producing anything less. Um, That's the first bit that we can chat about, maybe? Yeah, Yeah. well, 
I think it's pretty cut and dry what's going on here. Um, they are uh, the, the issue that they've got is that people are asking for refunds on mass, mm-hmm. um, and they can't afford it. They can't afford to do the refunds because they've put all of this money in, you know, sourcing and development. So uh, they're having to cut stuff. We like to think, at least. Well, yeah, you'd, you'd hope, right? Um, and then they've they've turned around and said, right, okay, well, we can't afford refunds, but we need to do it because you know it's the law. Um, so we're going to cut staff so that we can afford to do it and still potentially maybe release a console. It's not looking good, is it? No. Yeah. So understatement uh, of your century. I don't want to be that person that's like um, uh, uh, reporting on rumors or reporting on bits that's, that's been leaked and all that sort of stuff. Uh, but I know something that Smash JT had reported on, and it's something that had uh, at least uh, been screenshotted of a conversation between um, someone and someone else at Intellivision. We'll just leave it there. It's not Tommy. Um trying to uh, confirm whether the company are actually going to be going into bankruptcy declaring bankruptcy i declare bankruptcy and the response was essentially yes but that means we get to free up money to still release the console it's a very weird way of doing things that's not how that works or at least that was the idea of it you know we haven't got the the worry of all the debt anymore if we declare bankruptcy so we'll still be able to release the system since then i reached out to the same person <laughs> i got a very much a very polite not in these exact words but a very no comment sort of response yeah. <laughs> understandably and fair play that is the uh, sort of response they should have been giving for the longest time. <laughs> yeah. They would not have the reputation they have now if they uh, gave that sort of response in the early days. I mean, fair play to them for trying to be nice and uh, not give that response. But yeah, maybe they should have done. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's people who are going to be watching this or listening to this and they're going, well, I told you so. Um, but it's it's never the, 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 the thing that we need to remember here is that people have just lost their jobs, man. It's it's not a fun situation for sure oh, for no, anyone no. involved. Um there's it's definitely like it could it could be, certainly be seen as a justified one. But you know, people are losing their livelihoods. Um people genuinely believe in this console. So I feel like that needs to be in some way respected. Um whether or not uh, we see it as the scam it people think it is mm-hmm. and could well be you know i know that you're still working on your uh kick scammers so i think this will be I mean, quite a short yeah it's though. um yeah it, uh, to give people an update on that there's very little progress being done because i don't want to do the video until something happens uh, until we get an end to this entire situation however that may be yeah. um and uh i am chatting to someone in the i suppose more on the hater side but they're not um that's that's helping me out from time to time just filling in little bits here and there um very infrequently we chat but you know we do from time to time um and it's just interesting to see what's what's being spread uh, about it and i don't mean that negatively like information is getting spread and it's uh it, it, it's bonkers it's absolutely bonkers um but we are getting to a point now where less and less information is coming out and i do feel like this is the this is the time when, you know, when there's so little information coming out, it's getting to a point where it's just going to suddenly, doom, that's it, gone. Because it's, it's becoming very infrequent, the updates now. 
the positive updates. You remember it was out like six months, no, a little bit longer than six months ago. But we was updating like the latest in, in television news every single week. It's been ages since we've booked, we've talked about this. Oh yeah, and uh, to be honest, I, I know you put that blocker on all videos like surrounding um, Amico news because let's just face it, you know, you can't just keep releasing stuff and just you know living <laughs> off the same content, um, which I fully respect. But you know, we're still going to talk about it on podcasts here and there when there's big developments like this uh, because these are milestones, and it'd be wrong not to record that in some form. Um, just to uh, just to keep things keep things ticking, and the Amico has been a uh, popular topic, shall mm -hmm. we say, uh, for the podcast. So you know, yeah, it only seems it only seems proper. And um, yeah, I mean, I quails there. He's understanding why they're doing bankruptcy. It's the only way out. He sees it uh, to be the case. It's interesting what the next step will be. Um, every time I feel like right, let's do this. It's time to make that video. I feel like hang on, I don't know. Is this the end though? Um, and I don't mean like the, 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 the enthusiasm for the thing to still be released. I, I still don't believe it will at this point. I really hope it is. Um, but the stories that are going to continue keep coming out. It, my, my video will not be complete until the, the stories. So yeah. hey, we'll continue to uh, talk about it as and when things pop up. But um, it's not good news, but it was predictable news. Let's put it that way. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And finally, guys. Yes. When you think back to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, how far away is that fort from the Wu-Tang Clan? Because yeah. it's well, quite far for me. <laughs> well, I don't know. If you're going to do like that, what's that meme where the, all of the calculations appear around someone's head and they're like, going, oh, yeah, how do we make this? How do we link this? Oh, it's that bloke from Arrested Development that's turned around and, you know, looking at the screen. It's like, oh, God, yeah, there's, there's a link here. I think it's Arrested <laughs> Development. I could be wrong. Um but yeah, I mean, you had Wu-Tang Taste the Pain on PS1, which was a scrolling beat-em-up. Then you have Turtles, which is a scrolling beat-em-up. Mm -hmm. They're both from the 90s. That's a connection. Uh, but other than that, not really much of one. Um, yeah, here, here's Rake One and uh, Ghostface Killer. I've said that in the most British possible way. Um, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Jack Ars. <laughs> <laughs> Jack Ars, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, they they they've only gone and done a song with T Lopes, who must be in hog heaven right now. God damn, because there oh, is yeah. some stars on the soundtrack. So yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Michael wants me to say, uh, you know, ODB. Um, I'm not going to say the full name because you know we try to keep it clean, <laughs> <laughs> old dirty. Uh, you've got to say it in a northern northern accent, bastard, old dirty <laughs> bastard. <laughs> Imagine going in and asking for that as an ordinary. We got the old dolly bastard. Right. Um, okay. So, um, so this this is all quite bizarre for me. Um, hey, don't get me wrong. I'm not going to be that guy that 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 like I don't know Nick pushes away a track with like Wu Tang Clan and uh, Raekwon the chef, uh, the chef. But I just find it a bit of a bizarre combination. It is uh, completely. And what really struck me as weird is I checked out the vinyl release because there was a limited edition vinyl, oh, which uh, Dan, Dan shared with me. Of course you did. Of course you did. Um, if I was more Watch of a Turtles, if I was more of a Turtles fan, I'd probably be all over it myself. But yeah, it's like limited to 2000 copies if you want it in a nice turtley green color. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I also noticed in the track, uh, you know, they, they're listing off who's 
on the on the album and mike mike Patton from faith no more yeah has done a track for turtle shredder shredder's revenge i could not think of two more different things than the teenage mutant ninja turtles and the lead singer of Faith No More, Mr. Bungle, the zombies from Left 4 Dead, you know, Nathan <laughs> Rad Spencer from Bionic Commando. I could not think of anything more different. I must listen to it. Because yeah. it is, yeah, he's one of my favorite artists uh, out there. And he's always known for avant garde and experimental stuff. Um, so here's him, you know, I, I'm guessing he's going to do a bit of a rap over some Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles music or some, t- some T Lopes, but yeah. man, I am envious of T Lopes right now. <laughs> the guy's done well. He has done very well, hasn't he? I, I've yeah. got to be careful here because I am currently playing the game and I can't give any real opinion on it. Um, I would actually be breaking embargo, but, um, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what I can say publicly uh, is what I find quite odd about this is there's another um, game that's coming out so unfortunately for the team that made it. I think on the same day that this yeah. game is coming out. If you're creating a Streets of Rage slash Final Fight inspired game, the last thing you want to be going up against, and you're a small team. I mean, I- I've checked the credits of this other game we're talking about, Final Vendetta, because uh, I also am reviewing that. Um, and the credits says like, I don't know, like 10, 15, maybe tw- possibly 20 names on there. And some of those names are like the marketing people rather than the people that actually worked on the game. It's a really tiny team. And um, the last thing you want to be doing is going up against the Turtles. Now, oh, yeah. I don't know if this was planned. And I'm from the era, but but I am from the era of Sega versus Nintendo. And I, 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 I look at... I suppose Final Fight's not a Sega property, but Streets of Rage is definitely a final, a, 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 a Sega-type property. And I've always looked at Turtles as more of a Nintendo one for back in the Super Nintendo. It's because I preferred playing the Turtle Brawlers on the Super Nintendo. And I just feel like we've gone back to those days because it's been announced for a very long time when Final Vendetta is going to be released. I believe it's this Thursday. Uh, sorry, this Friday. Um, all of a sudden, last week, it was announced that Turtles is also coming out this Friday. And I feel so sorry for the people that are releasing Final Vendetta. Again, I'm not giving any kind of review here because I'm under embargo from this company as well. Um, But uh, yeah, that's got to be pretty painful. But it doesn't stop there Mm. because it was announced um, that the... I mean, it's been known for the longest time that Utah Saints, the incredible UK dance uh, duo, uh, coming back to make some tracks for... Uh, uh, the 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 final vendetta game. They've also got one of my favourite DJs of all time, Feature Cast, who I'm very lucky enough to actually know quite well. Um, and there's actually a track from Crafty Cuts on there, someone I've actually worked with in the past. Um, it's I I've I've already talked about it when I did my preview stream of it. The soundtrack is so good. And anyway, this was announced, and then I believe the same day. <laughs> So, hey, look at us. We've got Utah Saints. The same day, Turtles are like, hey, look at us. We've got Wu-Tang Clang. Like, yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> was that Was that an accident? Because that's two accidents in a row now. Time for accident number three. You're all going to see, uh, not, what are we? It's the 14th today. You're all going to see on the 16th reviews all pop up at the exact same time for Shredder's Revenge. Now, bear in mind, guys, this was all announced 
really about a week ago. Hey, this game's coming out next week. Reviewers for YouTube and stuff, we will get our information between that announcement and now, or, or even, you know, from when it's released. I got my information at 5.30 this morning, or at least when I woke up, I saw it at that time. And you know what the, <laughs> the 16th is? That's exactly one day before Final Vendetta's embargo comes up. So you're going to see all the reviews for the Turtles come up exactly one day before the uh, uh, the, the competition, potentially. Are they all accidents that that's all happening? <clears throat> I'm not pointing uh, fingers. I'm just telling you what's happening. I just find it very odd. I I, I get what you, I get where you're going with this because yeah, veteran of the the 90s uh, playground wars. Thank you as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh yeah, absolutely. You know, I've got my scars um, for sure, and definitely the fights over Streets of Rage versus Final Fight are still very strong in my head. Um, it does have a bit of that going on, doesn't it? There's also a bit of UK versus US here. Turtles being more of a U US property, especially uh, considering Final... they say Ninja. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, whereas um, Final Vendetta is predominantly UK, and it's even set in the UK, if I remember rightly. Um, based on the preview footage I've seen and definitely not the gameplay that I've been doing. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, there, there is a bit of that. I mean, Utah Saints are a very big UK outlet um, mm -hmm. for, you know, electronic dance music. So Just, just going to cut in very quickly. Here it is. Here's the tweet. NME, a, a popular publication, Enemy Gaming. No turning back marks the return of Utah Saints as electronic duo will provide multiple or original tracks for Vinyl Vendetta. This is like a big deal for people in the UK club scene. They, 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 that's not a small name. You know, we're, yeah. we're not talking like Prodigy, but, you know, they're, they're, they're definitely well known in the UK. And they haven't done a, a track for a long while. Not a, not a you know, so they're, they're coming back. And this is the big announcement. What time was this? June 13th at 3.15 p.m. I'm just going to quickly go over to the .mu announcement. Uh, which was uh, Raekwon and Ghostface Killer, thanks to Super Fermenter Entertainment from the Wu-Tang Clan, uh, are serving up the ultimate hip-hop experience. Um, TMNT, Shredder's Revenge, pre-order your vinyl here, blah, blah, blah. And that announcement was at 3.25 on June 13th, 10 minutes later. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I, I just feel I just feel so sorry for the final vendetta guys. They were never a threat. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's the thing that bothers me about it. It's like I don't even think that the the final vendetta guys would be registering on dot emu's level at this stage. I mean, these dot emu has had Streets of Rage and they've had Turtles at this point, and they're only gonna get bigger. You know, the the efforts that they've been putting out have been fantastic. I'm not I'm not trying to crap all over Final Vendetta or anything like that. Um, or, you know, the the Bitmap Brothers. Is it Bitmap, Bitmap Brothers? Bureau. Yeah. Bitmap, Bitmap Bureau, Bureau yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I keep getting those two mixed up. I think for obvious reasons, I hope. Um, you know, those guys have come out with some solid, you know, uh, retro-style uh, games. I mean, Xeno yeah. Crisis is amazing. Definitely give that a game a go if you can get, if you get a chance. And Battle Axe is just as good. Um, yeah, I like it. I want nothing but more from them. Um, mm -hmm. And I just feel like I really hope that it doesn't get swamped by Turtle Mania because, you know, Final Vendetta looks like a hell of a lot more fun, in my opinion. And I'm not the biggest Turtles fan, so I get to say that without any shred of irony. And you haven't played it. I just want to make sure for anyone listening, it's not part of my embargo. Grizzly has not played it. I have. 
I'm not giving any opinion on either game yet. You will see yeah. my opinions before the week is out uh, on the yeah. channel, on the main channel. Please subscribe to the main channel if you haven't already. Um, what I also find quite interesting is both games are not out yet, but Final Vendetta is sold out. Yeah. But Turtles, of, Turtles is not. <laughs> They're pre-orders. There's something going on here. Maybe Numskull had a genuine, like, limited run window, whereas Turtles has as many as they get orders for, I guess. I don't know. Let's have a look, shall we? Final Vendetta. Bit... Um, oh, that's someone I was looking up for my review. Uh, shopping very much available in the UK all over the place. Where if you're in America, you're going to have to pay some decent money to get this imported now. Pre-order, pre-order. I mean, I just went to three random websites there. Uh, this one isn't out yet. Oh, they add to trolley. So, yeah, it's pre-order. Um, so, yeah, you can pre-order it in the UK, but not in America. Mm. I mean, obviously, Americans still can pre-order it, but you've got to get it from the UK. If you haven't got it already. from. Mm. Who knows? Maybe there is, <laughs> may, maybe there is like some sort of rivalry. Maybe there's like a, a bit of a, a jab in the ribs from one, you know, member of staff from uh you know dot emu versus the bitmap uh bureau guys but uh, i don't know i just feel like bitmap bureau just getting bullied if that's true <laughs> you know there's no way they're gonna go up against nickelodeon's like flagship franchise <laughs> it's that's... Really mental isn't it yeah it is absolutely it, it's <laughs> crazy it's, it's like it's the the, the 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 competition no one talks about. Like when the Super Nintendo Mini was released with twenty games plus one exclusive, and then the Mega Drive Mini came out with forty games plus two exclusive. It's like, why have you actually put on exactly double to your nineteen nineties rival? Is that on purpose or was that a mistake? <laughs> you know, um, yeah. And uh, enemy gaming, check this out. Three fifteen. <laughs> You check this out, three twenty-five. It's getting retweets while we're sitting here. Like, this is what I think of your Utah Saints. <laughs> it's pretty crazy stuff. Look, hey, Bad. um, go and check out both of them. I'm not going to give any kind of review. Like I say, I'm under embargo. Um, like, likewise on. Um, just want to uh, set the record straight. I'm likewise on Final Vendetta. Um, haven't really yeah. given much of an opinion. I say it looks great because I think everyone agrees it looks great. Um, and definitely sounds great. I'll say that straight up. Everyone's already seen the teaser trailers for the soundtrack leading up to this point with Final Vendetta. It's out of this world, as is this for the uh, TMNT. This, this, we can talk about that publicly because it's out there. Um, my God, does that, that is, a, that is an awesome track. Um, but it's just, it's so fucking hardcore. It's so hardcore. I think, um, I think, um, uh, Mike Towns, uh, earlier on gave like a, 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 a he gave an opinion on this as well i don't know it's 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 ridiculous a comparison that's what i'm gonna say he gave it, a comparison, yeah. Does it? yeah yeah um no there you go i i mean look we're being all quiet and cagey here we don't know we don't know it's just like we're being safe with our opinions but um hey look at this what's happening not many people are reporting on this this is a bit strange do you agree yeah it is, it is a bit strange if it's true. I, I'm not 100% sold that that is a true thing, but you know, you think it was accident that they released the um, the Ghostface Killer Raekwon uh, announcement <laughs> 10 minutes after <laughs> Enemy Gaming on the exact same day? 
Yeah, because I, I just I just genuinely think that the, the Bitmap Bureau isn't that much of a concern. I don't think mm-hmm. they're really competing. Um, yeah, I mean, they're both like scrolling beat-em-ups. Um, one is very clearly an indie effort, and one is very clearly a much higher scale, you know, um, game from a, a classic franchise. Mm-hmm. And you and as we know from FIFA and Pro Evolution Soccer, it's the licenses that win out of this. If you're going to pick one scrolling beat 'em up this month, which one are you going to go for? It's probably going to be the Turtles. Because I remember when um, Ace, uh, not Ace Ventura, what was it? Um, Austin Powers was being advertised on the telly. So if you're going to watch one movie this year, go see Star Wars and then watch Austin Powers. <laughs> it was like, there's just no point competing. Yeah, for sure. And that's that's the thing, you know, I think if anything, Numbskull Games and the, and the Bitmap Bureau should have fun with this. You know, if if they believe that there is any sort of rivalry and they have been a bit quiet recently, then maybe they should make the most of this, uh, the potential for them to be, you know, sidelined like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not. I, I I will say I'm not thinking it's like you know a conspiracy or anything. I'm gonna leave. No, that no, me neither. Me <laughs> neither. I don't think so. I just wanted to showcase some, some, some. You know, like hey, I'm, I'm being a little bit conspiracy. I don't believe it, but hey, some people do, and I thought it's just probably worth talking about. Maybe. Yeah, for sure. Hmm. We'll see. Regardless, you'll hear um uh my review on both. You'll definitely hear Grizzly's review on Final Vendetta. Uh, and I assume eventually turtles as well in time. Hopefully, not, not turtles in time. Hey, uh, I see what you did there. Hey, um, and uh, yeah, that's where we're at, guys. Really, I think that's the end of the podcast. Thank you all so I, much. I for. think it is. Yeah, thanks, guys, for hanging out. Um, it's been a good one. It's been a good one indeed. And uh, yeah, <clears throat> pardon me, guys. That's how I'm going to end it now. Every single week. Um, I don't know how to end it now. I'm sort of lost for words a little bit. But yeah, guys, we're going to end it here. Thanks so much, peeps, for chilling out with us. Um, It's been good. It's been good. And uh, yeah, we'll see you all next time. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thanks for listening to Slope's Cast, the retro gaming news show with myself, DJ Slope, and my co-host, Grizzly Cryden, recorded live on Twitch every single Tuesday night. If you want to listen in live, then make your way over to twitch.tv forward slash Slope's Game Room at 9pm UK time, 1pm Pacific Standard Time, and 4pm Eastern Standard Time. And as stated, if you want to be in a chance to be on a future episode, then please do consider supporting the show on Patreon or as a YouTube member. And finally, if you do have any news stories for us then please do feel free to drop them in the dedicated rooms over on discord at discord.gg forward slash slopes game room and until next time guys this is dj slope signing out and hopefully i'll see you all next time